TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bats. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan. Welcome in to the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday. It's nice to be back. Hello, everybody. It's the hot corner after dark now. No, it's not at all. It's actually still perfectly sunny and beautiful out. It's been a two week hiatus for us. Yeah, I know. And I feel we stu- back. I know I feel stupid, too. I'm wearing jeans right now. Why? I, I don't know, because I woke up this morning, it was a little overcast, and I said, oh, it's going to be high in the 60s, and uh, I'll just wear jeans. Take a gander at the uh, weekly forecast coming up. I think you might be able to retire the jeans for good. Well, I just came from a place in which it was wet all day, every day, so I guess I'm like still siding on the uh, today was a side high of caution. of 77. That is... Not what my telephono told me this morning. Today or tomorrow's a high of 77. 81, 79, 78, 75, 75, 78, 73, 70. I think you're good to, to put the jeans away. <laughs> Joe just keeps dancing in the studio. Well, Joe he just, just returned stop. from Hawaii where he didn't have to wear jeans. Yeah. And now little Joe is dancing I, in I the I got studio. everything planned out pretty perfectly weather-wise over the last two weeks, and now it's just jumping right into this uh, mid-70s, high-70s. It's great timing, great timing for me. Well, I don't like anybody, so I'll be the down- the Debbie Downer. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Well, I think a lot of it is just that I have, like, so much laundry to do at home. and <laughs> <laughs> That'll make you hate the world real quick. I'm yeah. so sorry. And I put on these jeans today because they're kind of dirty, but they survived. Because I was thinking to myself, well. It's not oh, those be- jeans went on the trip with you. It's not going to be that one. Yeah, but I didn't wear them until the last day. Mm. Um. But I thought it wasn't going to be that hot today. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a negative grump now. All right, you're off your you're off your camping and rafting trip, and now you're all grumpy. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. to work. Wah wah. <laughs> I pulled a long day yesterday and a long day today, and now well, I'm here with you guys. Well, you took like a week off, dude. Of course, you're going to pull long days. I know, but this is like the it's one of my f- absolute favorite favorite trips of all time. But it, it's a lot of work. So there's not a whole ton of time of relaxing. So it's still trying to pull myself together. You realize uh, you cho- you choose this trip, right? I do realize Yeah, this, and yeah. I saw the videos that you posted of um, you and your friends on the raft there on the river. 
And the first video, it's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, nice solid waves there. <laughs> you guys go crashing <laughs> into this, like, wall of water. One of your buddies, you almost lose him. Yeah. But that was right there where I was like, why? Why would you go and do such a so thing So these are really high-level rapids you're doing, huh? Yeah, they're not for the kids. Mm. Yeah. Sounds challenging. Yeah. Yeah, my body's a little sore. No, Mike, I'm telling you, you should go. Well, you don't have Instagram. I can so still I look at someone's Instagram. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, I blocked it from you forever. No. Oh, well. I blocked any computer that Mike Lynch <laughs> might possibly use. Sorry. I just don't take pictures. Everyone's like, Mike, get an Instagram. I was like, I don't take pictures. What do you, you don't want from You me? don't have to post, Mike. Just creep. Oh, great. That's, that go. makes it even better. <laughs> well, I mean, like. <laughs> just post picture of, like, Yankee players every, like, week or something like oh. that. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Mike, why don't you ever post pictures of yourself? Who are you? Well, uh, today I'm D.D. Gregorius. You know, it's different pictures of Yankee players and like different uh, pictures of the Syracuse S, like the logo. Just be like a super fan on there. No <laughs> pictures of family or anything like that. You know, one could argue that Twitter's not that much different. You like right, following but- like a bunch of people that really don't care who you are, and you're just scrolling through and looking at other people's stuff. Yeah, but I partake in that because it's not pictures. Because I type in little things here and there, well, Mike, little nuggets for people. Mike, pictures are worth a thousand words. You're only getting 140 characters on Twitter, all right? It's more than that now. What is it? Two, oh, yeah, 280. That's right. They doubled it. Oh, we'll, we'll still. man. As awesome as this social media conversation is, I'd like to move on from it. <laughs> you are the host. You have that control. I suppose that's true. I didn't think this out very far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, it is it is very quite nice to be back. Is that a term? Very that's, quite that's nice. That's not correct, but I'll, I like it. We'll go with it. Very quite nice. That's, yeah, a, very, we were, that's a Sukhism right there. Yeah, we were gone for two weeks. Uh, but All uh, three of us went on vacation at the exact same time. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I'm excited for that. There's really good stuff. Thanks, Bill. Um, I, I'm already exhausted. How do you guys feel now that you're back? Uh, I'm already exhausted, too. Yeah. 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 Well, I uh, came back, got myself kind of sort of adjusted, and then jumped right into covering for Dusty and Cam on Tuesday and Slackers. today after Memorial Day weekend and everything. So I was ready. I was adjusted, back, ready to go. And then I and then you got morning shifts. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, well, what did I do to myself? So I need another week, I think, to get ready. Yeah, uh, but I was in Turks and Caicos. Joe was in Hawaii, and Patrick was in Idaho. Utaho. <laughs> I call it Utaho. Um, yeah, Idaho's great, man. Idaho's cool. Rained every day, you said, right? Yeah, it rained a lot. <laughs> I like the rain. Don't worry, it rained every day in Turks and Caicos, too. You weren't missing in, well, you were missing plenty, but it's better than the rain this, was there. It's better than this crappy weather we got here in Portland. Am I right? Am I right? No. Uh, I like it when it rains. This is beautiful, though. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I'm just glad that. I got back and I was afraid that everything was going to be an absolute disaster as I'm just like pessimistic about that. And everything's okay. That's good. Yeah, we're doing all right. My house, on the other hand, is an absolute disaster. Well, because I got home yet on Sunday, Monday, excuse me, from a 10 plus hour drive. There was an accident outside of Multnomah Falls. So I'd already driven eight and a half hours, had a half hour more to go and stood in traffic for an hour. Because there was an accident outside of Multnomah Falls on 84, which sucked really bad. So by the time I got home, I just threw everything out of my truck into my house and then, like, slept for 
two days. <laughs> and then so I your woke, house is just a mess. Yeah, yesterday I woke up and was like, oh, crap, I can't do anything about this. I got to go to work. And then I got home and I was like, oh, man, I'm so exhausted. I'm going to bed. I'll do this in the morning. Then I woke up this morning and was like, oh, crap, I got to go to work. And now it's just like sitting at home waiting for me. <laughs> it's like, yo, The dude. cycle's not going to end until yeah, this weekend. But the like, problem this weekend is you've got Champions League final on Saturday yep. and the Timbers home opener, which I'm assuming you're going to, yep. on Saturday. Yep. You're not getting this stuff done for over a week. And guess what my Sunday is? Um, Work? No, dude. Sunday's my birthday, so I ain't oh. doing nothing. <laughs> well, there you go. Happy I'm just get, get, get you drunk. Get, get, get you drunk <laughs> on a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day, man. It's lit. It's lit. I like that. That's what I'm planning on doing. Yeah, man. So, like, my house is just going to be a disaster for a few days now. Yeah, it's gonna it's that's gonna last for about a week or so. I hope not. I really have to do laundry. Like I got it started at some point. Yeah, but you're gonna go home tonight, and it's gonna be nine thirty or ten or ten thirty. You're gonna be like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, I'm pretty spent. I had to go to work today and drink beer. It was really rough. Mm. Tough life you live. But we're okay. Speaking of that, beers on us was chugging along while we were gone, and a new episode will drop tomorrow as we dive into another region. Right? Is that what we're doing here? I guess region, region or location or state. Or homeboy goes to a cool place. Uh, the first uh, instance in which our the fantastic producer of the Hot Corner will sneak in. Joe Fish will join us. As our roving beer reporter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which at did you, first. Did you bring us gifts? Uh, I did not. No, because you can't bring liquids or anything like that. Well, on if your, you checked your bag, you could have. Well, I'm not checking my bag, Mike. I'm not sorry. Not paying that thirty bucks. Not happening. But um, I have uh, some stickers. Some airlines have free checked. I have stickers. Does anybody want stickers? I'll take uh, a sticker. Everybody loves stickers. Um, but Can also we- have a good interview with uh, the owner of Big Island Brew House, Tom cool. Kearns, who also have so has some Northwest roots here in Portland. So he's go. got a cool background, and uh, yeah, I'll report on the scene and everything that I uh, took in there, the beers I tried. It was a great time. So I just, I just, can we tell the story about how we got you into the Maui Brewing Festival? Yeah, I think we can share that definitely right, on the cool. podcast for cool. sure. So you'll definitely have to check that out. That'll drop tomorrow around 4 p.m. as they always do. You can find those on all of the podcast places that you're looking for. Oakley Doakley, let's get into the hot corner for today. A lot of stuff to get to as we've been off for a couple weeks. I want to get into uh, the S show that is the New York Mets. Uh, one guy may be done forever. There's also a manager who is making things easy on the young whippersnappers and making sure they're not sad. We'll get into that as well. Also, we have fair or foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, as we always do. That's always a good time. Maybe a little Adley Rutschman talk, too? Drafts on Monday. Oh, who's that? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't just, know. Just some guy. Some guy? No, I'm serious. Who is that? Went to the high school Joe went to. And yeah? Who's base- he play for? Plays baseball for Oregon State. Oregon and- State? Do they still use metal bats? Yeah. And I don't care. Uh, and then when we, uh, you, if you're uh, interested, and you can sheesh. text in the Better You Today well, on Monday, text line. he's going to be drafted in the, the league that doesn't use metal bats. Cool. Call me in three years. Uh, if you want to interact with us on the show today, you can get in the Better You Today text line. That is 55305. You can also find us on social media. I am on Instagram at PDD085. You can find Mike on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter as well at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. Harass us. We love it. Every you time guys I look are giving over, me such dirty looks about this. Every time I look over, Joe has another name tag on. <laughs> no, I like that. 
His son is putting name tags on Well, this on is him. an age tag now. It says oh. 27 years old. There you go. Just to let everyone know. You guys gave me such dirty looks. Well, I mean, there's a difference between not talking college baseball because of metal bats and, you know, the surefire number one pick in the MLB draft who's being compared to Bryce Harper as a prospect. Cool, dude. Dustin Ackley went number two. Do I care? Just saying. It's local. Oregon State. Grew up in Sherwood. Do they play with metal bats? Yes. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell Give you guys. Give me one MLB player that did not play with metal bats at one point in his college, high school. Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Francisco Lindor, Javier Baez. Shall I continue? Anyone who didn't play in the U.S. is basically his point. Correct. Bryce Harper. What? Mike Trout. Bryce Harper definitely used a metal bat in high school. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. So did Mike Trout. Well, whatever. This, this is care. my point. Well, I still don't care. Why don't you go play real baseball instead of playing fake baseball? I think that's the point. He's about to go play real baseball. So why didn't he just leave high school and go play real baseball? Because he was drafted in the 40th round by the Mariners, not the number one overall pick by the Baltimore Orioles. This is so dumb. I thought the Royals were going to take him. No. They're, they're number two. No. Uh, uh, this is how much I care. Okay, when we come back, uh, a, a baseball great, a legend, Something like that. A guy who will go down in history passed away over the weekend. And it shines some light and some stuff that Mike and I kind of want to get into. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Spring was acting like Fred Flintstone this year. It was running its feet as fast as it could. It wasn't starting. Nothing was blooming. But yet its feet were running as fast as it could still. And now? It's like. Welcome. Pollen's personal purgatory of itchy eyes. Sneezing and tossing and turning at night. Throw in a case of snoring or sleep apnea, and spring in the Northwest can be a nightmare. Hey, it's Isaac. Imagine a world where snoring goes away, and you wake up feeling legitimately refreshed. No, I'm not talking about a Darth Vader-like CPAP machine. I'm talking about a small, customized, doctor-prescribed mouthpiece that you pop in at night. Hi there, it's Souk. No, we're not talking about those over-the-counter cheap knockoffs. Go to the pioneer of sleep medicine based right here in Portland, the Sleep Medicine Group. It's where I went. You've been meaning to take care of it for a while. Well, guys, now is the time. The Sleep Medicine Group will even take care of the insurance preauthorization process for you. Call 503-255-1200 or find them online at sleepmedicinegroup.com. Hey, Napoleon, where are you going? I'm going to Waterloo to meet my enemies. But you could get defeated if you go there. Who cares? It's over for me anyway. My wife, Josephine, she's divorcing me. She has this tough lawyer who wants to take everything. My palace in Versailles, all the fancy medals I win, even my faithful horse, Pierre. You know, divorce is no laughing matter. That's why it's so important for a man facing a divorce to have confidence in the attorney he chooses. This is Rick Jones of the law firm Goldberg & Jones. Selecting the right attorney for your divorce is one of the most important decisions a man can make. Even though your case may last only a few months, the impact lasts a lifetime. Our firm represents husbands and fathers in divorce, custody, and child support cases. Call 1-800-DIVORCE. Get your phone questions answered at no charge. Located at 111 Southwest Columbia Street in downtown Portland. That's 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Hey, welcome to Car Toys. How do you want to upgrade your ride? How much is it to add music streaming and hands-free calling in my truck? Well, this Pioneer Digital Receiver's on sale for 59 bucks. 25% off? Yeah, and all Memorial Day discounts continue through Monday. Awesome. Got any other options? Tons of them. Let's go to Demo Room 3. 
Okay, so this Pioneer DVD receiver's on sale for just $169. Or this Kenwood receiver's got everything. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, DVD player, just $299. Whoa. Save $250. My truck's gonna rock. Yeah. Got any speakers on sale? Absolutely. Alpine speakers are buy one, get one half price. What? Got a boat? Yeah, ski boat. Well, all marine speakers, sub stereos, and amps are on sale through Monday. Car Toys does boats? <laughs> yeah. Our expert installers can upgrade anything you drive but our huge memorial day savings end monday a better way to go hey one more get a car toys classic detail interior or exterior for just 99 bucks hey it's luke anderson a dumb guy here to talk smart homes having a smart home doesn't mean you have to upgrade all your devices control 4 and encore audio video believe that the way you watch movies tv and sports relax work and entertain are all made better when the products you know and use every day are integrated into a single system to learn how smart your home can be start with a free consultation at Encore Audio Video's Control 4 Certified Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven eighteen here on Portland Sports Leader. Feeling a little more refreshed. I drank some water. Melon. Yeah, we can do this. We can do this, guys. I feel great. You know, we'll lead the it's way. Our, it, well, it's our first show back in two weeks. Lead the way, Captain. Yeah, and despite the fact that I work forty-five to fifty hours a week in my other job, you know, I'm really refreshed and ready to do this one. <laughs> it's great. Let's do it. You guys ready? Lead the way, Captain. You ready? Let's do it. I guess in my... Baseball! Baseball! In my retort of the metal bat thing, I would just quickly like to say that I think when you graduate high school is when it's time to let the metal bat go. Okay? Okay. If you're going to play metal bats in high school, go for it. But if we're in college, if we're in the minors, I think it's time to set us up for real baseball. I wouldn't mind switching college to wood bats. If college baseball switched to wood bats, I would watch Pac-12 baseball. All day, every day. It is. It All is, day, every day. It is the system we have. But it's a stupid system. All right. Okay. Over the weekend, um, I don't know whether I don't know whether to call this man a legend, a great, a da 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 I don't know what, what the kind of level you put on it. But over the weekend, uh, Red Sox, Dodgers, who else? I'm missing some other teams. Red Sox, Dodgers. But anyway, more more famously known for his time in Boston, Bill Buckner passed away at the age of 69 uh, due to a battle with uh, a crazy form of dementia that he was dealing with, uh, which kind of, you know, you always think about these guys and these people that have their imprints on Major League Baseball history. Uh, a fun thing you and I were talking about, Mike, over the break is, like, Buckner was a pretty, pretty dang good baseball player. Yeah, all Bill Buckner is remembered for is the error. Right. In the 86 World Series game six. six in the ninth inning. And it's an iconic play. And sadly, it's the only thing he's remembered for. I saw tweets yesterday of people saying, like, thank you. Mets fans were, thank you, Bill Buckner. The only thing I'll remember is your biggest or your worst moment of your career kind of thing, which right. felt a little bit wrong on the day yeah. of his death. But, I mean, I guess that's a sport. little bit wrong. <laughs> well, I guess that's sports for you, right? I mean, if that's your memory, that's your memory. I, it is what it is. But... He was a way better player, 
And also, if you think about it, th that's not the reason they lost that World Series. No, no, no. It, it contributed to them losing game six, but the game was already tied, and it they had to play game seven, too. So. Well, I think that's that's kind of the, 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 the larger conversation that I, at least, you know, as a person like myself, I can only speak for myself. I love the history of baseball. I, I love the aspect of you know the legends and and the the urban myths and things like that i get i get off on that kind of stuff and i think buckner always will remind you to know that these moments are just moments there are very few moments in major league baseball in which someone making a mistake has truly ended the whole shebang everyone's had a chance and I always felt this way about one story, which we'll get into it's in into in a second. And you know the 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 continuous talk about Buckner and all that stuff that went down as the man passed away just reminds me that look and know your history. Okay, if you're a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, Bartman did not cost you a World Series. Okay, Alex Gonzalez cost you a World Series. Okay, that bullpen giving up hits cost you a world series yeah, it, gonzalez committed the error didn't he yeah, yeah. He, i think he committed an error like the next play easy be, ground ball easy routine like he didn't even move at shortstop and he made the error but because moises alu threw a fit at a ball he was never gonna catch that's that's the guy you're gonna blame on that's debatable he could have caught that stop ball. go back and look at it. he's not catching that old man moises alu is not supermanning that hoe you know he's not getting into the stadium and grabbing that ball Okay. Thank, thank you, soldier boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting in there. Okay. And it's like, you know, I was talking about this earlier. Carlton Fisk hits that home run in game six of the 75, uh, 76 World Series. And everyone thinks, you know, he does the wave and it's it's a home run. And he's clapping and he's rounding the bases. And people are like, oh, the Red Sox must have won that World Series. No, they got blown out in game seven by Cincinnati because the big red machine was that big. Let's just remember that there are these things that we shouldn't necessarily put on these guys you were looking at bill buckner's stats they're the, good the man the man never struck out three times in a game most strikeouts he ever had in a season was uh 39 never in had never had 40 strikeouts in a season joey joey gallo has 80 right now he 80 had, and we're 60 games in he's a career 289 hitter so according to patrick he's he's all right he's all right yeah but he has 174 home runs and he was just a solid player now the problem is i think for bill buckner is the year of the error was 86 and he only played basically one full season after that he played 87 he played 132 games so he missed 30 with two different teams 88, he only played 108 games, and then he played 79 and 22 and then retired. So one of the last lasting images you have of Bill Buckner is the error yeah. in the World Series of his second or third to last year in the league. If he had gone on, I mean, he had already been in the league by that time for like 17 years, but if that had happened earlier in his career, you could have forgotten that if he had continued to be a good player, but it was kind of at the end. And it was also the Red Sox, and they hadn't won a World Series in forever, so... That added to the stigma of it. I mean, Clemens was on that team, so I'm good. I don't, I, I don't necessarily hate that he's remembered for that play. I think it's easy when someone passes away to look back and, and try to be nicer and try to lift that person up as much as you can. And that, I understand why, and that's fine. And I do it to everybody too. But 
I don't think it's wrong to say Bill Buckner should still be remembered for that play because it's one of the most iconic plays in the 80s. Right, but, baseball. Should, but I guess what I'm saying is that we shouldn't just bail on the man. No, no, no. I'm also, just saying that is Bill Buckner is the error. He is the error. And as much as that, that sucks, classic there Vince is, Scully call. there's more to him, and he's a good player, and he, he his career ended shortly after that, and he played for 22 years in baseball. That's crazy. 22 And he years. never struck out. More than 40 times in a year. He's He is That's known insane. for the error, and that I think – I hopefully he's accepted it by this point. And well, Red Sox Nation has been pretty good to him, you know, since they started winning World Series and becoming right. the most insufferable fans in all of baseball. They eventually forgave him. Um, I just, I, 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 I think it's. I just want to use this opportunity, as I play peacekeeper, to remind people that it's not always. It's not always. It's great to recognize people that are a part of baseball history, and let's not bury them for it okay okay i'm a happy guy are you a happy guy sometimes yeah i i heard <laughs> i heard this interesting thing also uh in terms of like context and stuff like that i listened to an interview with tim kirkshin talking about it and he said that uh buckner would normally be pulled in the eighth inning seventh or eighth inning as a def- for a defensive replacement because they knew he wasn't the best in the field yeah but uh manager i don't uh, the manager of the red sox at the time I, I apologize for not remembering his name uh decided to leave How him in you. there decided to leave him in there because he wanted him to be in there when they won the game it was john mcnamara there you go wanted him to be in there when they won the game mm. well whoops whoopsies and <laughs> who did they lose to in that world series the New York Mets. The Mets. <laughs> oh, they were also winning. They were up in the sixth inning in game seven. The, the Red, Red Sox, Sox were? Yeah, they were yeah. up in the sixth inning. So there you go. They blew another game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It was the Red Sox. Before they started winning, that was what the Red Sox did. They yeah, sucked. That, that's what they did. They yeah. sucked. But none of you guys know that because you're just like, oh, Boston, ooh, oh, let's do this. You know, we're we're a city of champions. And it's like, eh, They kind of are. Like, eh, like, don't At this point, they've won enough titles to make up for all oh, their yeah, woes. Yeah, in the but, press. Yeah, but don't give me that Red Sox garbage, okay? You're late to the party. You're su- the 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 Patriots had three titles before you showed up. Okay? I still love cheering, or I did love cheering. Nineteen eighteen. <laughs> Every time we played the Red Sox in yeah. the stadium, I would cheer that. I do Not re- in my living room, although I do remember. Maybe 04. I did that once. Too. I I do remember 04. 04 was really fun. I had a really great time. I was really excited to watch them win. Uh, if I knew then what I know now. Um, I would have rooted fiercely against them. Fiercely against them. You would have rooted for the Yankees? Without a doubt. (laughs) Without a doubt. I root for the Yankees over the Red Sox right now. Well, that's because you know me, and I'm not a jerk Yankee fan most of the time. No, it's just Red Sox fans are that brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yankee fans actually have something to brag about. You know, consistency. Not this Johnny come lately. Hey, you sold Babe Ruth. Not my fault. (laughs) <laughs> it's your own damn problem. Yeah, we'll, we'll take them. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Uh, speaking of the New York Mets, when we come back, I want to dive into that dumpster fire and try to figure out where did this all go wrong? I think I think it's really obvious if you watch the beginning of the season, you saw the offseason moves, you see what where the Mets are. Uh, I really want to know where this goes wrong and, and who this is to blame. And if you have your ideas, please, better you today, text line 55305. Hit us up on that. We'll dive into the New York Mets next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Now, now, from the Fan Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. Sunday brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. First on the fan, Adley Rutschman, Oregon State Beaver and Sherwood High Product. 
He won Pac-12 Player of the Year in baseball and co-defensive player of the year today as well. He is also up for the Gold Spikes Award, which is given to the best college player in the nation. Rutschman projected to go number one overall in next Monday's MLB draft. Also, the Oregon Ducks and head baseball coach George Horton have decided to part ways and, ex- and not exercise the final year of his contract, ending his, his 11-year tenure with the Ducks baseball team after they started the program back up in 2008. Some Oregon news in basketball as Peyton Pritchard, point guard, he will not go to the NBA and stay with the Oregon Ducks in return for his senior season. Stanley Cup Finals Game 2 going on right now on NBC Sports Network. 12.40 left to go in the third period. He got a tie game between the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins. It's 2-2. Two to two. Boston leads the series one game to nothing. And in the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Rockets general manager Daryl Morey is making all players and future draft picks available, including Chris Paul, for trade to effort towards making a championship contending team. And in the MLB, Mariners, they gave up a 7-5 lead going into the eighth inning today, giving up two runs in the eighth and then a run in the ninth to give the managers, the, the Rangers the 8-7 lead and the Mariners the loss. They are now 6-20 in the month of May. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Joe Fisher from the 1080 The Fan Sports Desk, Portland Sports Leader. When you want Portland baseball news, get it here first. 1080 The Fan. Yeah. The home of dirt and spray. I'm dirt. We're talking with Jonathan Smith, head coach at Oregon State. How much that's consuming your thoughts of what you're hoping to see from a quarterback battle coming up in fall ball. Yeah, I know this. I, I know I feel way better than I did a year ago. Just looking at that room, we've created some competition in the room. And, you know, it starts with Jake Luton coming back for his sixth season. This is the first time he'll be in the same system for a second year. Dirt and spray. Dirt and spray. Weekdays, noon to 3. 1080 The Fan. Are you ready to experience a whole new way of doing business? The Human Resources Game Changer is here. Hello friends, Jim Nance to let you know that Insperity is now local right here in Portland, bringing you a different kind of HR service. You know, running a successful business is complicated with ever-changing laws and regulations, benefit plans, insurance. It can be downright overwhelming. Insperity helps to remove those obstacles that your business faces. Full service HR, employee benefits, and HR software have never been so easy. Insperity has put down roots here with a team that knows what it means to be a true HR partner. They redefine everything you thought you knew about an HR company. Get to know Insperity Portland. Finally, the HR game changer is here. Visit Insperity.com to find out more. Standard TV and Appliance has the largest selection with over 40 top brands and thousands of items in stock, plus fast delivery seven days a week. Oregon-based and family-owned, setting the standard since 1947. Standard TV and Appliance. ESPN Radio proudly recognizes National Military Appreciation Month, presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. David Robinson entered the U.S. Naval Academy in 1983 and led the basketball team to 82 wins in three years, including an improbable run to the Elite Eight in 1986. After graduating in 87, he was drafted number one overall. His NBA career was put on hold as he spent two years years on active duty in the Civil Engineering Corps. He went on to have a Hall of Fame career in the NBA. 
May is Military Appreciation Month, and at Navy Federal Credit Union, we're celebrating with special offers on credit cards, certificates, and car loans for our members. We're also giving a special shout-out to our active-duty military and veterans. Take a moment to share a thank you with our military community, and take advantage of special offers at NavyFederal.org celebrate. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families, insured by NCUA. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Heated battle in Stanley Cup Finals Game 2, Boston, St. Louis, tied 2-2. Woo! Woo! I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the NHL. I love my Devils. I have not watched a lick of Stanley Cup playoffs this year. I don't know why. I will oftentimes watch it, but I just don't care. I don't care. Maybe it's the Boston factor. I just don't want them to win. Um... I think it's a secret thing that nobody wants to admit in sports that everybody loves the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals, which is, you know, encompasses all of the playoffs. And uh, nobody actually really watches or really cares. They just want to act like they're great sports fans and love this. I'm not lying. I love the NHL. I really do. But I think for me, my, my love of the sport is truly tied to my team being good. And my team was really bad. Year. I don't have a team. So I, I stopped watching about two months into the season, although my team has the number one pick in the draft, Hey-o. which is very exciting. Um, Do they play with metal sticks in college hockey? No, they don't. Oh, wow. Really? So they're like setting up to play in the NHL? Should we talk about the overall draft picks in the uh, NHL draft coming up? And there's a guy who is the number one projected pick who is compared to some of the best top picks in recent memory. I feel like every year we got, like, an awesome all-time dude. Oh, yeah, but last the last time the Devils had the number one pick two years ago. um, (laughs) Whoops. Nico, he sure was number one, and he's good, but there was nobody that drafted. Everyone was like, this is the guy. This year, there's this is the guy, which is very exciting. Wasn't there a dude, like, I feel like his name was, like, Connor... McDavid. There you go. He's on Edmonton now, yeah. Oh, nice. You see? See? Don't even watch hockey. Still know some dudes. You said his name was Connor. Well, I know. I knew who we were talking about. Would you have guessed what team he was on? I would have guessed Canada. And that's a real real thing. Don't look at me with that look. Well, I mean, that's just... What? There's not like 35 Canada teams, so I get away with no, it. No, but there's I was like, like his seven name is Connor, them. and I think he was a Canadian team. <laughs> okay. Bam. All right. All right. Uh, we were talking in the last segment about uh, the Red Sox losing to the Mets in the 86 World Series, and that's uh, very far away from where they are right now. Would you say so? <laughs> yeah, that is quite far, uh, although it is the Mets today are the Mets that we have come to know and love. Unless and, you're a Mets fan. And what's really interesting about They've this come to love and hate at the same time is that there are plenty of teams doing worse than the Mets. Plenty. I'm looking at the, even their own division. The Nationals are five games behind them. They're a dumpster fire. The Marlins are terrible. The Mets have a better record than the Cardinals, the Reds, the Rockies. You got some the guy Giants, named Pete Alonso who's hitting really well. The Mariners, the Angels, the Rangers, the Royals, the White Sox, the Tigers, 
the Orioles, Toronto. Yet for some reason, the Mets seem like the most dysfunctional team in Major League Baseball. It would appear that way, at least after we read the article that we did. What was that, last week now? In in recent days? I don't even know where to start with this team. I've been thinking about we've been we've been off for the last couple weeks, and it was like, okay, we got time. There's something I really want to dive into. There's got to be something I really want to get to, and I really want to get into this Mets topic. And I want to start probably with the reason why I want to get into it is because I do have some ties to the Mets. Yeah. As an Indians fan. When the Mets hired Mickey Calloway mm. to be their manager, I thought, that's a damn good hire. Great pitching coach. Great pitching coach. Syndergaard, DeGrom, Wheeler coming off the DL. Steven Matz needs one little uh, to get him through. Mickey Calloway's my guy. And they're ready to run him out of town. Well, and this year, DeGrom and Syndergaard both kind of suck. Easy. Easy. Syndergaard sucks. Yeah, yeah, he kind of sucks. <laughs> DeGrom's not having that great of a year. No. But he's still good. Uh, and so I started trying to like trying to dive into it. And I listen, you know, I listen to podcasts and I read articles and I'm trying to figure this thing out. And where it all boils down with the Mets is I think upper management and and ownership are not, they don't watch baseball. They don't see what other people are doing. They invested in so many people that are over the age of 30. And thought that this is what we're going to do. This is like the Yankees of the mid-2000s. Well, they have a new GM. And he basically said when he came in that we're going to win now. Which everyone looked at and went, You're crazy. You should be trying to get good draft picks because your team is nowhere near ready to win now. Right. He's like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Trade away prospects. Get in great old players. Although Edwin Diaz is a great young player. Uh, And he actually has been good for them, by the way. So. That's a that's a plus from one of their trades this this offseason. But uh, the guy they traded to the Mariners, Kalenic, is apparently raking in the minor leagues. So perfect. Robbie Cano, meanwhile, is is old, not running out, you know, ground balls. Sugar Diaz doing all right. That's why I said Edwin Diaz has actually been worth yeah. it. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, but you know, closers in their you know fifteen year shelf life, right? And in, in a year, he might be awful. Uh, and so I don't know, I don't know where you go with this team. I mean, there's there's the report of the Yohannes Cespedes incident in which he hurt himself on his farm. On his ranch. He broke his ankle broke his supposedly ankle, by falling into a hole. Ankles? Like, nobody knows if it's one <laughs> or two. And the GM doesn't know the actual language of his contract in which they might be able to buy them out despite he is was the former agent of Yohannes Cespedes when they signed that deal. This thing is just, I, I, I can't write it. These guys are terrible. And if they're going to sit here in this mediocrity, bye-bye Jacob deGrom, bye-bye Noah Syndergaard, and do I have to sit here and watch Pete Alonso waste his life in New York on bad teams? Because that's going to make me sad. Because right now, of all the young kids in baseball right now, Pete Alonso might be my guy. Wow. He's good. I love him. I just wanted to read you two paragraphs from the article that was written by Jeff Passan on the Mets. I love Jeff Passan. It starts with owner Fred Wilpon and his son and chief operating officer, Jeff. My name is Jeff. The hub of (laughs) everything Mets related. My name is Jeff. Ownership did not give the new GM, Brody Van Wagenen, the ability to hire his own manager, lame ducking incumbent Mickey Calloway before the 2019 season even began. Ownership does not take the tens of millions of dollars collected via insurance money from Cespedes' and David Wright's injuries and reinvest it in the Major League payroll. Ownership for years has 
fomented organiza organizational instability and what to other franchises might register as tiny cracks in the foundation field of the Mets like canyon-sized fissures. And so there are days like Monday when the Mets played arsonist and fire departments simultaneously. Van Wagenen did his best to downplay the absurdity of all, treating Cespedes' injury with understandable gravity and giving Callaway a vote of confidence following the Mets managing three hits in two games over the weekend against the Marlins. The Marlins. It was a tepid vote, one without conditions. The sort one offers to buy time for some proper replacement back channeling. And that was just the like third and fourth paragraph of a long article explaining why the Mets are a dumpster fire. I had read that Sunday they got done with their three-game series in which they were swept by the Marlins in Miami. And in those last two games, they got two and one hit. And everybody and every all the beat writers were on Twitter and they were being asked, is Mickey Calloway going to get fired? And their answer was, not today, but we don't know about tomorrow. And that is absolutely ridiculous. Mickey Calloway, obviously I'm biased as an Indians fan. I'll throw that out there right now. Who's a pitching coach for the Indians for many, many years under Terry Francona. Big reason why we got to the World Series. So I am partial to him. However, there are a lot of people in baseball that say this guy has what it takes to be a major league manager. And the Mets are just wasting him away. There's no vote of confidence because it sounds like there's a complete disconnect that nobody knows what's going on. Who's in charge of this carousel? Well, I do think that might be a little bit of your bias because I thought the Dave Martinez hire for the Nationals was really good. And I wouldn't say the same thing about him. He he does not he is not fit for managing that team looks bad yes in the last two years that team has looked not great under him I, maybe mickey calloway is not fit for managing now i know the mets yeah, do you could be you could totally be right but it could be that could be true i think most of the problem starts with the ownership group uh people and mets fans particularly have lamented the Wilpons for a very very long time another note from this year is they hired their new gm because he sold them on his aggressive plan of building not rebuilding and then traded away top prospects for Diaz and Cano, and then they spent some money in free agency. And, and they then, locked down DeGrom. Now, I love DeGrom, and I'm glad they did, but he is, you know, he's my age. They, But then they stopped. They still had holes, and they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So they, they got the trades. They signed, like, Jed Lowry, which wound up being a mistake, and they re-signed Jacob DeGrom, and there's a couple other moves in there. Um, the, the weird thing is the Mets are not, and this is the big part of this article, the Mets are not recouping money. They have insurance that recoups 75% of Wright's and Cespedes' salaries if disabled because of injury. Wright is essentially retired. Cespedes underwent surgery on both his heels last year, and as we know, just broke his ankles out for the year. Between them, the Mets could collect upward of $33 million in insurance money, but they're not. I don't know why. Uh, is it because their GM brokered that deal because he was the former agent of Ioannis Cespedes and brokered that deal with the New York Mets at the time? Could be. Does he lose money doing that? Could. Um, although that seems like a big conflict of interest, but well, he's there. He's their GM. It's like Rob Palinka in LA, you know, it's like Rob Palinka is a, 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 an agent and now he's the GM. I mean, the Mets are in the same situation and they got a guy who should owe them money, but the GM, the guy who pulls that trigger is the guy who signed the deal. That's it's an absolute disaster. I mean, in some ways, it's a little bit funny to watch unless you're a Mets fan. Oh, for if I'm a Mets fan, I, I'm so sorry, guys. But this is everything that's bad about sports ownership. You have owners that don't know what they're doing and mismanage their money. Um, and weren't they tied to the Bernie Madoff stuff, too? 
They so have, they, well, they've been the owners of the Mets for at least right, right, right. 20 years. But didn't they lose a bunch of their money when they found out the Bernie Man yeah. running a pyramid scheme? Yeah. Um, so they're they're not good owners, and they have not been good owners for a very long time. They're hiring GMs because he's all glitz and glam and talks about aggre- being aggressive and not doing the smart thing, which currently in baseball is rebuilding. God, could you imagine rebuilding around Pete Alonso? Right, and Conforto even, and Jeff oh, McNeil. Yeah. That's and true, Conforto, yeah. If they kept Kalenic instead of trading him uh-huh, to the Mariners, uh-huh. he'd be coming up this year or you next d- year. You deal DeGrom. You probably, probably keep Syndergaard because he's younger. You deal DeGrom. Yeah. And you get, after a Cy Young year, oh, my God, dude, you just... But nope, nope, we're going to trade our dude for Robbie Cano. I mean, it, as we've talked won't about. hustle out a ground ball. As we've talked about on the show a bajillion times, you need to rebuild to succeed in baseball, right? Well, you don't need to, but it's worked. We've, we've seen that it's worked. It's worked if you do it right. I've got a great idea. Okay, David Wright has been our third baseman forever. Yeah. And he can't stay healthy and he can't get on the field. His back is forever injured. His back is forever injured. Let's send him off and ride him into the sunset as a Met legend. And we'll replace him, get this, with Todd Frazier. It'll totally work. <laughs> We're totally going to the World Series. Yeah. I can see it now. World Series or bust? Todd Frazier? Sleeper Vegas pick for World Series MVP. Mm. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the Mets are 27. They're at 500 right now. They're not a bad team. They're not a bad team. It's just for what they did, all the noise. It, it's, it's Are they not stuck in no man's land? They're 100% in no man's land. Because the... Braves are better, and the um, oh my god, Phillies are better. Phillies. There you go. That's the other team I was thinking of. Those two teams are better. So if they make the if they make a playoff run, they got to deal with those two. Mm-hmm. They got to deal with a deep NL Central with the wild card race there. Yep. I mean, the NLS is kind of a train wreck right now, but uh, you know you got to deal with other teams. You're not just waltzing into the playoffs. So you're kind of in no man's land where you're not getting better, but you're also saddling yourself with big contracts for no reason. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. We'll keep it up. Although, I just got an idea. I think next week we should spend maybe the whole entire show talking about all the young kids in baseball. Okay. And just who we like the most. Spoiler alert, I love Pete Alonso. I can tell. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Pete Alonso. Uh, so we'll do I that. like Glaber Torres. I'm partial to Glaber. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Well, I, I, I really love Tyler Naquin. I'm joking. I don't. I really, <laughs> I really hate Tyler He was a Naquin. young kid like five years ago. Yeah. I liked Clint Frazier and Justice Sheffield for a while. I like Clint Frazier, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when we come back, there's a man that might be done forever in Major League Baseball. And, Mike, you and I watched this guy for his entire career. Uh, And we'll see if he does, in fact, hang it up. We'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Hey, Dirt here for Soda Pro Painter. Is a PSA for you. Don't be like me. And by that, I mean put off a house project that's going to make you happier, protect your home, and up the value of your home. Don't be like me and put off getting your house painted for nearly five years. Each step of the process was so incredibly easy, probably because they're right in my neighborhood, because each Soda Pro Painter's business is independently owned and operated. Also, partly because of the timely professional manner in which the folks at Pro Painters handled every step. It all started with a phone call to Dominique. She helped set everything up. Then Brad showed up, went over every aspect of the job with me to finally Anna and her crew arriving at 8 a.m. sharp every day and finishing the entire house in only three days. Put your trust in the professionals at Pro Painters to take care of your largest investment. They're going to ensure a beautiful color transformation while delivering on their promise of professionalism, care, and quality. Schedule that free estimate online, CertaPro.com, or call 800-GO-CERTA. That's CERTA with a C. 
Oregon contractor number 212018. Soda Pro Painters, we do painting, you do life. The number one brand in real estate, Change Realty, offers the most complete marketing package available and the only one for a 1% listing fee. To learn more, visit the home of the 1% listing fee at changerealtynow.com. But I passed the breath test. This is Mac Daniel Reynolds with the Reynolds Defense Firm, and we specialize in one thing. We represent good people facing DUI charges. While you know that it's illegal to drive with a .08 or greater blood alcohol content, not everyone knows that you could be arrested in Oregon for an alcohol DUI even if you blow well under a .08. We regularly represent people who've been arrested after driving with a .07, a .06, even a .05 blood alcohol content. An officer's standard to arrest you if you're below a .08 is whether he or she thinks you're not as sharp mentally or physically as you would have been if you hadn't drank. This is a pretty loose standard, and it's a way that many of the good people we represent find themselves needing our help when they thought they were doing everything right. I hope you never need to call us, but if you or someone you know does need help, please contact the Reynolds Defense Firm as soon as possible. As one of our clients wrote after working with us, it pays to have a good lawyer, but it's a really sound investment to have a great one. The Reynolds Defense Firm. We're solid, we're here if you need us, and we are very good at what we do. Ring the bell! We've done it again. Golden Oak Lending has lowered rates to 3.25 fixed. While other lenders are trying to keep up with us, we have dropped rates again. If you haven't refinanced, please call us and get it done now. Golden Oak Lending has millions of dollars available, and today's rate is 3.25 fixed. Lower your monthly payment, get cash out, pay off credit cards, and best of all, make no mortgage payments for two months. It's hassle-free, and if we can't close your loan, the appraisal is no charge. And with our new Zipline mortgage, it's easy to apply right from your phone. Lock in this incredible lower rate now. Call Golden Oak Lending, 503-455-GOLD, 455-GOLD. Golden Oak Lending cured my blues. NMLS 114937, FHA 15-year fixed, APR 4.338, 10% equity with approved credit. License 5575-4800, Meadows Road, Lake Oswego. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifty-one here. Blues Bruins going into overtime. If you like that hockey, they play with wood sticks. Very, very important. Patrick. Very. Patrick likes wood. I like wood. Wood is good. Big wood, short wood, thick wood, skinny wood. Whatever you got it. All the colors of the rainbow. We like it all. Hmm. All it's the hard flavors. to get down the throat. You like blue wood too? Heard that can be kind of painful. Well, that, made, that even made me uncomfortable. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. That's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher. Who doesn't like a good rubby action? That's right. De La Rosa, you're still my boy. Um, Dustin Bedroya came out over the weekend in some really interesting comments. I'm really surprised at how candid he was in these comments because they literally point to only one thing he can do yet he refuses to acknowledge that that is what he's going to do. And he has basically come out and said that his knee 
is so messed up that he that there is no more surgery. He doesn't want to have any more surgeries on it. And he has tried all these rehabs and all these other opinions and all these things, and his knee just can't stay healthy enough to, quote, play every single day. Yet he's not retiring. So the Red Sox have placed him on the 60-day DL. That's weird. Why, why not just retire? I I think because he's always been kind of that gritty, like yeah, lunch pail. Yep, he is. I am five foot nine. He's not going to give up. Yeah, uh, and I am going to play baseball. Dustin, you've played nine games in the last two years combined. It's pretty rough. You're you're done. You've Um, had three hits in thirty four at bats in your last two seasons. You're done, Dustin. He is also a four time Gold Glove winner. A rookie of the year, rookie of the year, MVP winner, an MVP, a two-time two-time World Series champion, yep. champion. Uh, in 2013, he was the Wilson overall defensive player of the year in the entire American League. Uh, he is an all-star. Blah blah blah. All this stuff, and he might. I, I don't see how he plays. I think he's got to hang it up. He has to. He he absolutely has to because. I'm, I'm telling you, those stats aren't lying. He's coming back healthy, or maybe I, I can't remember 2018. Was that the first three games of the year, and then he got hurt? I can't remember because the the thing about this injury is it happened in the Manny Machado slide, the one that created all that all of that tension between the Orioles and the Red Sox when Machado was still an Oriole. He slid in hard and high on Pedroia and took him out. Yep, and really badly injured his knee, and that's why they threw at him every single time they saw him. The next two years, so I can't remember what year that was. Last year he oh, played. This will be great. Twenty eighteen, he played a few uh, games to start the year, uh, about five or six. Well, and I then, guess he's technically a three time. And then twenty seventeen, he played um, only. Excuse me, let me take a look here. Twenty nineteen, he played six. Twenty eighteen, he played three. Correct. Yes, and it was in May, mid May. That's when he played those three. Yep, that was the only three games he played in. So 2018. He, had, he was still injured after the. The Manny slide. So the Manny slide must have happened in 2017. Yeah. Because he only played 105 games that year. So it must have been later in the season. He missed the rest of the year. Tries to come back from it. Plays three games. Re-injures it. This year, tries to come back from it. Plays six games. I remember watching one of those games. He was limping at second base. Could barely stand. Like, he was trying to go get balls. I'm like, what are you playing him for, Cora? I know he's Pedroia, but take him out. He's done. He has to retire. Career batting average, 299, 140 home runs, 1,800 hits, 725 RBIs, 138 stolen bases. Finishes with a career OPS of 805. Career war of 51.7. I think Pedroia is going to be an interesting case. Of, oh, stop. Are we really going there? Well, I, I forget where. Pac-12 kid. I forget where Suk found this, but he said this on the show when we talked about this earlier this week, that one site, I can't remember exactly which site, has him at a 50% chance to make the Hall of Fame. 50%? So huh? he's right on that border of being, well, maybe. You got to remember the postseason stuff matters. MVP True. matters. Rookie of the Year matters. Um, and he was, I mean, he was untouchable for the first what, like eight years of his career? Four-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove, Rookie of the Year MVP. Finished in MVP voting two other times outside of his MVP year. 
So uh, he was great. Led he the league a, in runs twice and hits once, doubles once. He was that was his MVP year. Most of those came in. Yeah. But I mean, he was a great player. And he was as a Yankee fan, I hated him because he just killed every team he played. He's like Jose Altuve. No matter who you're playing against, he's going to hit them. Uh, it just doesn't matter. I also compare him because they're small. Uh, most people would not say that Dustin Pedroia is the lovable baseball elf. No, no, no. But I'm saying in terms of being... Most in, people do not like Dustin Pedroia. In terms of being a, I know Red Sox fans that don't like Dustin Pedroia. In terms of being a... Jerk. Good player. They are similar in that sense. <laughs> yes, I hear what you mean. But mostly because you're just heightest. You're a heightist, Mike. Mm. You only compare them because they're short. Yep. Yep. And the short people don't really like it. I like uh, Jose Altuve. Don't like Pedroia. The similarity scores for him, similar batters. Do you want to do just do similar or similar batters through the age of 34, which is what he is now? I would like similar batters. Uh, Jose Vidro. Okay. Edgardo Alfonso. Ooh, I liked him. Joe Maurer. Carlos Bayerga. Oh, go tribe. Travis Jackson. Jeff Cirillo. Jeff and Cirillo. On and on. Brian Roberts, too. Remember him? Joe yeah, remembers yeah. him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a little bit of better better hitters in his similar batters through 34. Yeah, yeah, and how many of those dudes are on the Hall of Fame? Joe Maurer, Julio Franco, Placido Polanco, Michael Young, Barry Larkin. Um, one. There's one. And then Travis Jackson and Lou, Lou Boudreau are also in, and they're in his comparison list. So it's he's likely not a Hall of Famer, but I think his postseason success and the MVP will help keep him close enough to be near on the ballot. And he's going to go down as one of the all-time Red Sox legends. Absolutely. And, and they'll love him in Boston, and he'll never buy, he, he'll he never buy the, a beer in Boston. He is the epitome of a, well, maybe not anymore. He was the epitome of the 2000s Boston Red Sox. Yep. They were gritty. They were all bearded. Yep. They were mean. He was not on the 04 team, but definitely was one of the springboards of the 07 and definitely the 13 team. Yep. Um, well, 07 was, was his uh, rookie, year. rookie year, right? Yep. But he was uh, just that kid. Yeah. He was that young kid that was like, yo, I'm rookie of the year and I'm playing second base for the Boston Red Sox. Hit 317 that year. Boston. Um. I, so I mean, he is he is the epitome of that era of Red Sox players. It's like him and Kevin Euclid to me yeah. are the epitome of that that type of player. You could put Kevin Millar in there. You could put Johnny Gomes in there. There's certain players they had that you were just like, that's a Boston Red Sox. I mean, I'd say Damon before he went to the Evil Empire. Ah, probably true. Although I felt like Damon was a little bit more of a Derek Lowe of a pretty boy compared to like the Kevin Millars of the world. John Lester. Yeah, I liked Lester when he was in Boston. Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. Ooh, Pedro. Ooh, <laughs> sexy. Woo! Even shilling to an extent. Oh, All right. When we come back in the top of the second in the second hour, we catch got, up on a sock. <laughs> in the second hour, we got fair or foul at the bottom of the hour. But when we come back, there's a really cool article that Mike brought to light for me about uh Rocco Abaldelli in his first season as a major league manager. We'll do that next. This is the hot corner on 1080 the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.